Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and this is the H and J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we were very Jurgen Klopp heavy in light of the big well, news it today. Just broke before the show started. Understandably, so, yeah. we spoke to Stan Collin more about the FA Cup, but we'll bring you what he had to say about Jurgen Klopp. Tony Evans, friend of the show, Liverpool fan, author, and journalist, reacted to. To the shop news, we had a bit of a chat about it and some of the reasons why we think yeah. it's happened now. Whether we're right or wrong, we don't know. Uh, we also had a chat with Martin Kellner, week of sport on TV. We squeezed that in, so that should do you, I think. Here it is. $250 football sandwich. Oh, I see, it's mental, isn't it? In Todd Macklin's American Sports Roundup. And the guy's a season holder and he buys one every time he goes to a home game. He buys nine of them a yeah. season, doesn't he? I, I think know. they're for sort of, you know, to share. sharing. Well, they're for 10 to 12 people, but he doesn't like sharing it in the picture. Yeah, anyway, more on that later. <laughs> but maybe it was our old mate John Fashionu, the former Wimbledon oh, yes. striker, that summed it Perfect. up in an infamous clip of the week from uh, back in the day. This is what he had to say. Very surprised. I mean, in football, there's nothing that surprises us anymore. There we are. <laughs> you can't argue with that, can you? <laughs> the timing is a surprise for me. I just think, why now? Why not wait till the end of the season, go out on a high? I mean, they've had a great rebuild in the summer. You know, you could have argued last year when it was a struggle and the players looked old and, you know, the team needed refreshing. Then you thought, well, maybe then. But having done, gone through the rebuild and built a really wonderful team, I mean, they're playing really well, yeah. aren't they? It is a surprising thing to do. Because it'll go either one of two ways. Either the players, or, which I think will happen, they'll sort of think we've got to win it for Jurgen, we've got to, you know, do it. Or it'll go the other way, that, like it did with Fergie and United, when they thought he was going and they t- jacked it in. So yeah. I think it'll be more likely the first. I was interested to know what the timeline was. The club have known since November. Um, apparently the players were told at training this morning, so they're going to be blindsided by that, and there'll be a lot of them on the WhatsApp group will be on fire, oh, yeah. I would imagine. But um, it's interesting, isn't it? But what, you're right, Andy, why now? And you must wonder whether... There was a bit of a feeling that that energy, that energy level dropping, was being noted, and he kind of felt that he needed to he, to get it out. No there. one's felt that. You felt he's right. Into and is it, it better and... that it's this way that he actually 
tells the fans and he tells everybody the way he's feeling, and maybe it will, as you say, galvanise <laughs> yeah. them, or oh, is yeah. it better that it just leaks out? Because if the club have known since, it doesn't take much. It only takes someone no. in the club to tell someone who tells someone. Yeah, look, you, they've got two home games now. They've got Norwich and then they've got Chelsea, and you can imagine the, the atmosphere is going to be ramped up. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be easy for either of those clubs to go there. You know, and uh, he did, he's done a great job. He ended Liverpool's wait for a title. He won the Champions League. He's built at least two or three teams. I mean, he's done a brilliant and job. And played there. wonderful football as yeah, well. Yeah, he just looked at And this season, they've gone back to Gagan pressing. They look like really, really full clop this yeah, year. So yeah. it's surprising. It's just a surprising thing for him to do at this particular stage. I mean, he said he's not going to leave football. He's going to leave football for a year. Yeah. But he will come back. Wants to recharge the back. I mean, we saw Klopp, um, we saw Klopp, we saw Pep do this, didn't we? Yeah. We just thought he just needed a year off. I you think know, it's fair enough, actually. The intensity of the way he manages and the way they yeah, play their yeah. football and the way he runs the club means that he's just kind of a similar thing sort of happened at Dortmund. I mean, we'll talk later on mm. to one of our German football experts uh, about this. But well, I'd imagine the Bayern job will be coming open quite soon. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't see him walking in. I really no, don't see I mean, him walking into another season. job in the summer. No, no, no. But I if think the Bayern job became available in the early part of next season which I think it could yeah. then you know that's a possibility but then there's the German national team there's you know he's, he can, he's gonna have his pick isn't he of place I doubt whether he'll come back to the Premier League though certainly not for the first job it, it would be a big surprise I we, think if he did that we reached out to a few friends of the show uh to, to who are Liverpool fans to talk about it there I'll make David Morrissey the actor is up a mountain filming today but it just said to me absolutely gutted at the news oh, yeah, and course. um his fellow actor Sanjeev Baskar uh, got in touch he often comes on and chats to us and talks a bit of Liverpool and he's he's stuck in meetings all day but he says to me sorry about that Paul sorry I can't come on but feel free to use or not any of the following and Sanjeev says, absolutely gutted about Klopp leaving, but it had to happen at some point. With any kind of loss, my head immediately goes to gratitude. So I'm grateful that Klopp came to Liverpool and grateful that I was around to see it. His first mission was to turn doubters into believers, which he did. He embodied an yeah. approach to life beyond mere football. I don't think I've been happier supporting the club, win, lose or draw, during his tenure. The banner in Klopp we trust has to apply to his decision now as much as before. So thanks, Jürgen. The normal one was a truly great one. So that's from Sanjeev Baskar. Yeah, he's done, a, he's done a brilliant job. That's indisputable, no question. And and basically kept the Premier League competitive in a way. Otherwise, City might have run away with yeah. it completely. So at least he was able to win a title in that Pep era is a, even more of an achievement. Absolutely. The the thing is, it's actually livened up the uh, tr the news in the transfer window because it's not. It's such a boring window that Fabrizio Romano. Uh, who's the transfer insider. You can tell the window where nothing much is happening when he tweets this. Here in Wien are now closing in on a deal to sign 2003-born talent Loisus Loizu from Omonia. <laughs> who, who, and who, and who cares? <laughs> is there an owl in here? <laughs> right. It is a bit quiet for him. Definitely a bit quiet for him. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction of the players is. That will start to filter. The trouble is... It might become a bit of a sideshow. I mean, we see, you know, we've seen him turn on a journalist recently with a question yeah. he didn't like. Every press conference after the day, I would imagine the club want to say, "Okay, we talk about it today, and then we shut it down." Yeah. But it's very hard to do that because well, after every, if there is, you lose a game. It's oh, like, yeah, has that got anything to do <laughs> oh, with? It's going to drive them mad. That's that's true. And then on but, the other side of that is 
Bayer Leverkusen and how they're feeling about that today because there's going to be a head of steam around Javi Alonso and the job he's done at Bayer Leverkusen. He could win the Bundesliga is, title over For Bayern. so many reasons, it seems the natural fit, yeah. doesn't it? And so, that would you know. keep, I mean, that would keep the feel-good factor going. I think a lot of Liverpool fans would be excited by that prospect and it yeah. would make this uh, easier to bear. But I can't see him, again, making that. I mean, if it was to derail Leverkusen because... You know, every press conference, every story, all the German papers mm. after him. It's going to have a knock-on effect, yeah, it will. this. Absolutely. But Jürgen Klopp, I'm sure, will explain the timing. All the journalists will be in the room later on asking all the uh, pertinent questions. And we'll bring you that press conference at three o'clock. But, you um, know, like, Klopp's like all managers. You know, when, when they're winning, when he's winning, he's charming, isn't he? Funny and charming and lovely. <laughs> when he loses, yeah. less so. But they're all the same. So, you know, that, that's the way, that's the nature of the job, isn't it? Um, Mensa says he's a Wolves fan. He said, do you think this is connected to Salah leaving for Saudi in the summer? Give a manager funds to imprint their version on the team. Well, like that, well that would suggest that, you know, they want him out. I don't think they do want him out. No. I wouldn't think so. I don't go with that theory at yeah. all, but thank you. Daniel says, I'm a Liverpool fan and I've been feeling for months that he didn't quite look himself. Um, I, I don't know if that was true of other... Uh, Liverpool Thank fans. Thank you, Captain that. Hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> well, that may not be the case. He may honestly have felt that. Oh, yeah, yeah. but nobody else did. You know, well, let us know me. what you think. If you didn't get a chance with Jim and Simon and the guys, do let us know what you think. Um, oh, it's not a shock to me. I knew he was gay. Yeah. I could <laughs> tell by his body language. Yeah. <laughs> Very cynical view, Andy. 03717 uh, You can get in touch at talksport.com. Text to 8 to 89 or tweet to TSHNJ, TSHANDJ. Um, who would you like to see come in? Be, I mean, look, the obvious choice I'd is... I'd like Dave Bassett. Would, would you really? I know you would as a Chelsea fan. <laughs> You'd like, yeah, you said... Sam Allardyce. That's, that's a... Well, yeah, no, it's just being silly now. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, no, yeah. It's going to be Xavi Alonso, we all know that. Well, we're going to get, we'll get the, the latest betting. I mean, there are, there will be others, other names that come into the mix. Yeah, I'm maybe. sure at this moment, Stephen Gerrard would have been hoping... Things have gone slightly no better chance. at Rangers. That's I think, no chance. I think that would, uh, despite his legend status at the club, that, that wouldn't be the wisest move at the moment. So, um, no. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, we've been talking a lot about Xavi Alonso as a possible replacement, uh, doing a great job at uh, Leverkusen, top of the Bundesliga at the moment. He has mm. just reacted uh, to the news um, of uh, what's gone on. And uh, he was in a press conference just now for Leverkusen, head of the games at the weekend. And this is what he had to say. To be honest, I am not in that moment to think about the next step. I'm thinking about where I am right now, and I think that I am in a in a great place, and I am enjoying, and I think it's it's the right place. So, so uh, that's all, that's all I can say. I don't know about the paces. My pace is what's going to be at the pace of the team in, in on Saturday. To be honest, because that's what really matters, and I'm going to be happy when when we are playing well, and we deserve to win. And what what's going to happen? In the future, I, I don't know, and I don't really, I don't really care at the moment. The Leverkusen coach, former Liverpool yeah. player Xavi Alonso, just chatting. The Probably the least ago. surprising quote no. in a press conference ever. What, really. what else he is gonna he going to say? He's going to bat it away, isn't he? Yeah, he can play the game. Uh, Richie and Mallorca just been in touch. Oh, yeah. um, in the local press over there reporting Jurgen Klopp buys Mallorca home. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool manager purchases home near tennis club, so he's had an eye on semi-retirement, obviously for a while. And yeah. um, somewhere to spend time. Richie yeah. wonders if you're going to take the Real Mallorca job. I don't think you'll have a year off, Richie. No, he said he's having a year off. Anyway, let's get some reaction now from friend of the show, author, journalist, Liverpool fan of long standing, Tony Evans. Hi, Tony. Hiya, chaps. How are you? Good, yeah, yeah. thank you. I mean, so did this did this shock you at the core this morning? I mean, you, you surely didn't see it coming. 
No, no, not at all. I mean, I was speaking to people connected with the club a couple of times this week, and I was at Fulham, and everything seemed really normal and sounds. And uh, I woke up expecting a nice, calm Friday, wake <laughs> up weekends. There'll be no panics. Everything will be good. No, mad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is what is what your what's your overall feeling uh, on the news? Well, it seems a strange time to announce it, doesn't it? Just reach the cup final the top of the league, going into the final third of the season. And I, I wonder what it will do to the mentality of the squad. So I'm not overly impressed with the time of the announcement. I understand that uh, Jürgen's running out of energy because it is, uh, I mean, it is a very, very draining job. And um, so I get that, but it, it just, it seems very odd. Um, what is particularly worrying is that when he first arrived at the club, there was a sporting director in place in Michael Edwards. Mike Gordon from Fenway Sports Group was part of a, sort of like a, almost like a, took a collegiate approach. And the club had a structure there, which probably could have coped with the manager leaving. But since Gordon left, there's been problems behind the scenes and the power's been centred more and more on Jürgen, like it was with Ferguson and Wenger. And we also saw happened to the clubs when they left. So, so I'm, I am, you know, I'm not that concerned about Jürgen. I've just said on the show, he might be off to Mallorca. Wouldn't we all like that? <laughs> no, not worries about him. He can take care of himself. But, you know, I am concerned what will happen to Zamfield in the aftermath of him leaving. It is surprising, isn't it? Because last year, if he'd have left at the end of last year, you'd have thought, well, okay, you know, but having rebuilt the team so brilliantly, I mean, they're really, you know, that isn't easy to do what he's done to get rid of several old players and refresh it in the way he has. For the second time, you know, you know, and and they've got cover in every area. And as you say, they're battling on three fronts. That's what surprised me. Yeah, I mean, it's in last summer, there were, there was a lot of chatter saying if the new season started like the old season had gone, then, you know, we questioned his state of mind by the time November come. And also whether Fenway would have to start thinking about it, the owners. Um, but everything seems to be going so well. In fact, in the early part of the year, people were beginning to like sort of whisper about, you know, whether it's an extension. And, um, and you go from that sort of positivity to, oh, here yeah. we are. He's gone. Um, so it's. It, I mean, it, it's. It's a surprise in some senses. But on the other hand, anyone who's dealt with him knows that he's the sort of fella who, once he makes a decision, and he can be quite emotional about these things, um, he mm. will stick with it. So I mean, he's got to do what's best for him. Whether it's best for Liverpool Football Club is a very different question. I mean, maybe it was fear of a leak because the club have known since November. Maybe. Maybe someone had got hold of it. Maybe the papers were going to go with something this weekend and they'd been tipped off uh, because someone had leaked yeah, it's it. it's possible, isn't it? And he thought, well, I, you know, I, I'm not saying he may just, as he quite rightly said, he wants to tell people straight out, but the timing may have been forced upon them. But it is the most relevant question, I think. I, and I hope they address it because it is important because it could have a knock-on effect either way for the club, couldn't it? Yeah, it could do. I mean, I have to say, if you, if you have a story like this, don't hold on to it. Just get it out there. Yeah. You know, it's a, immediately. So, I mean, but, um, yeah, it is it it is one of those things where it, it, it comes at a, a point where there's so much, there was so much feel of a feel-good mood around the club that 
this has taken the wind out of a lot of sails. And it does make you wonder. I mean, the three most important players in the team, Salah, uh, Trent, and uh, Virgil van Dijk, uh, approaching the contract um, renegotiation, renegotiation phase. Mm. And earlier on this week, again, speaking to people around the club, and they were saying, no, no worries, no worries on any side. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I wonder what they're thinking today. Yeah, it's I mean, that's true. the thing, isn't it? I mean, players, not that Liverpool would have done much business in January because they recruited so well in the summer, as Andy said, but if you were a player thinking of coming, it's like at the moment, mm. oh, it's a great club, and you want to play for a great club like Liverpool, but still you're thinking, the new guy might not fancy me, he might have six months and find myself on the bench mm. or out of my that's ear. True. Players want certainty, don't they? Definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, you'll come to play for Klopp. Players want to play for Jürgen Klopp yeah. because... You know, he's, look at his record. He, he's brilliant. Um, you know, even now when you're starting to talk to people about the summer, the first question they're going to ask is, who's going to be in charge? You know, if, yeah. if it's a manager that they don't think will suit their style, then they're, they're going to think about elsewhere. And as you say, Andy, uns- uh, 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 uncertainty, you know, really does bother people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it's more likely to galvanise the players. I would imagine they'll think, you know, he has been a great manager, he's been great for them, they've got a great team. I can't imagine that they're just going to fall away, you know, like United did all those years ago. I, I think that it'll galvanise them and they'll go all out to try and give him a winning sort of send-off. The danger is, though, Tony, that it does become a, an ongoing sideshow to every performance, every mm, press conference. True. You know, did you lose today because you're leaving? Have you seen a drop-off in... You know, you can see him losing his rag quite a lot. Yeah. Presses, maybe storming out a couple of times. It's gonna. This is the try. I mean, you'll know that's going to be coming. That's just the nature of it. But um, it it does kind of change the dynamic for the rest of the season. It is just mm, it's it a sideshow you could do without, really. Yeah, Paul. I mean, you know what? We know what players are like. You know what players are like. They they look for, when things are going wrong. They look for to people to point fingers at. Mm. And now there's a ready-made excuse if it starts to go wrong. Mm. And that is is never good. And hopefully, I mean, we've seen the mentality of the squad's brilliant. So hopefully it won't apply, well, hopefully for Liverpool's sake. But it does throw up too many questions. And um, it's what looked as if it was going to be a mad uplifting ride to the end of the season. It's, um, It's got question marks all over it. Just finally, who who next for you? Um, we heard from Cherry Alonso there. Would he be your favourite? I mean, I, you know, I love Xavi, but I, I wonder whether it's too early in his career. I mean, I know there's um, people that bandy him around to Zerbi's name, whether he'd suit this squad, I don't know. Um, I mean, people are even talking about Postacoglu. I don't see why he'd leave Tottenham at this stage. Um <laughs> You know, it's um. Well, yeah, I can't see why, but no, no. He's no. a he's a well, Liverpool fan, isn't he? That's going to start yeah, doing the no, rounds. He was really, a Liverpool yeah, fan, no, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> we want you know, to stay. You can do that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have I have to admit, I was so convinced that Klopp would be here for at least another year or two that I haven't been paying yeah. much attention to up and coming managers. Hopefully, hopefully, Fenway Sports Group have. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I saw uh, Sam Avery with a bit of devilment, Evertonian, saying, "All I'm saying is, Rafa knows that he knows the city. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, he, he'll, he'll be on the phone. He'll definitely be on the phone. <laughs> Don't forget about me. Yeah, that's it. Cheers, Tony. Good Thanks, to talk Tony. to you. Thanks very much. Always a pleasure. <clears throat> There's Tony Evans there, author, journalist, and Liverpool fan. 
On that news of Jurgen Klopp standing down at the end of the season, just a reminder, three o'clock... Let's hope Pep follows his lead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be... I mean, they did all their press conferences yesterday, Postacoglu and Pep, and because the games tonight and Pochettino. Yeah. Um, those that are talking today ahead of cup games, you know, it's going to be a hot topic. They will be asked. Yeah, They'll definitely. all be playing tribute and stuff. But, um, yeah, we're going to... We'll return to the topic. Uh, come with people... Uh, um, yes, I, I didn't suspect for one minute Klopp was leaving, but it was at the match against Fulham on Wednesday, and I thought we looked very flat and were surprised by the way he brought Canarte on to see out a 1-1 draw with 15 minutes to go. Very unclop-like behaviour, says Lance, the Liverpool fan. Mm, maybe. So, uh, let us know what you make of it all, who you'd like to see next. Are you concerned that it could become a bit of a circus to the end of the season and, and take everybody's eye off the ball? How should the club yeah, deal with it? How will they deal with it? They'll be fine. There'll be an outpouring oh, of yeah. love. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. You know, they will. It's just, you know, it's a lot of games still to play. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Stan Collymore joins us. Good afternoon, Stan. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we? Yeah, good. Thing. Happy birthday yeah. for the start of the week. Yes, thank you. Um, 28 feels great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, we got in a little bit earlier to talk about Jurgen Klopp because I think mean, blindsided us all today. What, what, what did you make of that announcement? Yes, incredible. Eight years, 109 days, um, the third best points per game in Premier League history after Pep Guardiola and uh, the great Sir Alex Ferguson. Won every trophy, of course, there is to win. Um, I think we all woke up to the news and and varying degrees. If you're a hardcore Liverpool fan, you'll be devastated. If you are a supporter of one of the other big clubs, you'll think they'll relief Liverpool potentially could go into some sort of transition flux meltdown um I'm not entirely surprised I think that the timing um is a little bit odd but then if you open things up a little bit wider and say well why why did he pick a sort of random end of January day when he'd already notified the Liverpool board and authorities in November there's a lot of football play till the end of the season why didn't he do it then I think it's quite simple. I think that the, the, the timing becomes perfect as a, a rallying call. Half of the season left, all of the trophies still to play for, Manchester City omnipresent, sitting behind them, a cup final already um, against Chelsea booked in. And I think that this will be a four, five, six month uh, farewell whereby the players, the supporters, the staff can all get behind um, seeing Jurgen Klopp out in style. So I think that the timing in that regard actually makes a lot of sense. Is there a danger it could have the complete opposite <laughs> effect, Stan? I don't think so. I think because if, if you look at it, Liverpool are in a very good position. I, do, I think that he will get a lot of questions continually. And I think that when he does his presser later on today, and uh, he'll maybe sort of extend and do two or three more presses to sort of put some finality behind it because I think that otherwise the temptation will be for journalists to then continue to ask week in and week out who's your favoured successor, what are you going to do, where are you going to go and that could have a detrimental effect in the way that, you know, it, it, he had he, he had to field lots of questions prior to Steven Gerrard's departure or Manchester United managers having to deal with Cristiano Ronaldo's departure is that it could become very wearing. But I think that what Liverpool will do and what Jurgen Klopp will do, he'll say, this is the final time I'm talking about it. There is no silver bullet. I'm not going to Barcelona and Real Madrid. I may go on somewhere else down the line if I, if I get the, the bug back. But um, in the short term, we're going to try and win every trophy that we possibly can. In the summertime, I'm going to leave. 
In the meantime, if the board asked me privately who my favourite candidates are, I will give them my opinion, but I fully trust them um, to choose the right man for Liverpool Football Club moving forward. And I think that that process is more than likely well underway. Our attention turns to who takes over, Stan, and obviously Xavi Alonso, because of the job he's doing at Leverkusen, and as an ex-Liverpool man, would seem to fit the bill and would seem to sort of, you know, I would think keep the Liverpool fan base happy. I mean, beyond that, have you given your, given any thought to who could be a good choice? Not really, because I think that if you're looking at other choices, you're thinking, you know, the likes of Tuchel and Nagelsmann and you're thinking of, you know, De Zerbe. Would, would any of those guys interest Liverpool Football Club? I think they'll, they'll, they'll cast the, the net far and wide in terms of a, of a proper process. But I'd be absolutely stunned if it wasn't Javi Alonso, quite simply because he's worked under some of the great managers, the likes of Ancelotti, Mourinho, um, Guardiola. Um, he's doing the business in real time, which I think is important. Um, 25 games unbeaten at Leverkusen, of course, top of the, the Bundesliga. He had five very, very successful years at, at Liverpool and was mm. part of that midfield along with Steven Gerrard that, you know, really resonated on, on an emotional level. I think that Jabby Alonso is one of those players that Liverpool just wasn't a very good player, that he tapped into what supporters wanted from him. A great pro, very good player. Um, and I think there's an emotional connection there that is very similar to the, the potential that, you know, that Jurgen Klopp has had over and, and cultivated and created over the last eight years. Yeah, the fact So I think it will be Xabi Alonso. I think the fact yeah. that the, the Leverkusen owner basically said, you know, we don't have any agreements to let him go, but agreements can be, you know, nudges, winks, yeah. handshakes. Uh, they're not a big enough club with the greatest of respect to them to to stop a if if they made it difficult or tried to make it difficult for for Jabi to go in and say I want to go to Liverpool. Um, I think that they would let him go. Um, possession based football is looking very similar. Jurgen Klopp's possession overall is about sixty percent in games. Javi Alonso similar. A couple of people I saw writing earlier on the technical aspect were saying it's a lot more calm and considered. Um, uh, less rock and roll, less crash bang wallop at times, less sort of organised chaos and more cerebral um, possession. But I think that Liverpool fans and the Premier League now is, as we've talked about over the weeks, about more goals, more risk. So I think that he's certainly young enough, able enough to be able to adapt to what the, the, the present reality of Premier League football yeah. is. Um, so I think it's going to be Jabby Alonso. I think that the fact that Klopp mentioned it was November when he let the, the board know is that they've already had a couple of months to whittle down names. And I would be very, very surprised. And I think that anybody connected with Liverpool Football Club would be very surprised that Xavi Alonso's name wasn't at the very top yeah. of the list. Yeah, it's a plum job as well. Absolutely a plum job, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Crawley usurped in his usual slot by Jurgen Klopp, who was telling the world why he's decided to step down. I mean, you know, wrongly, you might say, we decided we'd have to shift him to a later slot. But he is still awake. Um, And we've got five minutes of gold now. Um, Although, if you get more of him overnight, of course. Um, Martin Kellner, squad number nine, with the weakest sport on TV. And I see from your little piece on Twitter announcing what you're going to talk about, Klopp is amongst them. Yes, well, uh, my favourite line from this, I know I've got, not got a great deal of time, was uh, Alan Irwin, Sky Sports guy in Merseyside, and he, he was obviously pointing to the fact how important uh, Jurgen Klopp was to the whole region. Mm. And he says, as I drove into the city, I could feel a sense of disbelief. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really, yeah, Alan? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've driven into Liverpool <laughs> yeah. lots of times. It's always like that. But anyway, it, it was. Uh, there's been lots and lots and lots of it. A bit of poetic licence for Alan, I'd say. Yes, really. possibly. We'll, we'll forgive um, him that on a day like yeah. That's oh, what people totally. want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, BBC News led on it, interestingly, at 1pm. One, uh, 1 wow. Whereas uh, Sky News, it was the second item on Sky News. Right. It was interesting whether you would say, I would say in terms of the surprise of it, it probably was a lead news. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was I mean, sure. so no one story. saw it coming. Whenever that happens, it makes it a big story. Unbelievable. Uh, we've had some live sport on. You quite like your tennis normally for betting purposes, but you've, the Aussie Open has been on. I mean, you've been loved it. watching loved it. the coverage, I, yeah? I certainly have on uh, Eurosport. I love the stuff on Eurosport. We always say, uh, you know, uh, Shet, Willander, and sorry, Matt, Shet and Match, etc. Yes, yeah, whatever it's called. Whatever it's called. Yeah, so they're, they're doing mostly Sort of off, um, you know, off screen. Mm. Uh, they've got the Eurosport Cube with the pundits there, and the rest of it is uh, is live from Australia. Really, really good. You'd have, you'd enjoy it, Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched the uh, I watched the semi between Coco Goff and uh, Ariana Sabalenka. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. And then they always used to have a fuss about uh, grunting, you know, in the ladies' yes. uh, mm. matches. Oh, yeah. There's not so much a grunt from uh, Sabalenka as a full-throated scream. Wow. It's brilliant. And yeah. the, the other thing I like about Eurosport is the adverts. Always very upmarket adverts. Nice. Yes, the, the adverts of a Rolex and Range Rover. Ooh. And I'm thinking to myself, the guys getting up in the morning, they're, they're guys like me in their pyjamas, you know, <laughs> uh, wondering if the milk's still okay to put on your Weetabix. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, not, they're not guys <laughs> buying 80 grand watches, I don't think, but... Uh, interesting. Yeah. Tennis audience is your demographic, yeah, Martin. Tennis demographic, it? Really? it is. You it might be, be shuffling yes. around in your underpants, but there's there's <laughs> captains of industry <laughs> out there. Well, that's that's possible. But in general, 
sure. I'll tell you what, just, just before we go, I'll, I'll talk next week about the uh, documentary about Shohei Otari. You Although know, on Jack- social media, predictive texts, you called him Shohei uh, Ontario. Oh, it drives me mad. <laughs> Elon Musk... If you're listening, Elon... Oh, he listens every day, often phones in. (laughs) Stop changing things to what you think it should be. (laughs) I did write Shohei Otari, not Ontario, but anyway, um, it's on Disney+. Plus. It's not, I would say, it's not really worth seeking out, and I can talk about it in more detail next week. If we got uh, well, dear England, I, I went and watched it before the end of its run in the West End. The James Graham play about mm. the the Gareth Southgate and his reinvention of the England yeah. football team, and it's now doing the rounds. I, I saw our old mate uh, Dodsey used to work with us here. Went and sat watched it outdoors in oh, in okay. Sydney yeah. where he lives at a big screening. So they've they've filmed it and they're doing sort of screenings at cinemas around around the country, aren't they? They are. I saw it in uh, at the Sydney World in Wakefield, mm. uh, oh, yeah. and uh, it's interesting watching watching a play in. The cinema mm. because they come out and do the um, you know uh, uh, and take the curtain call and all that and you can hear the people in the audience at the theatre clapping yeah. and then you think to yourself do, do I need to clap for you? they're not, they're not here. <laughs> didn't know what to do was, there was did you stand one... up you were like just stand up in this encore yeah. oh, well I was yeah. thinking of whooping and hollering but yeah. uh, there was <laughs> one person in the cinema was sort of going like that oh. but Citizen uh, Kane. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> yes, precisely. It was a, it was a weird experience, mm-hmm. but um, I was slightly, just slightly disappointed in, in okay. the uh, in the play. I, was, uh, I don't know what you made. I mean, it, I think that extra but, uh, layer of distance must affect it. Yeah, it must. Um, I, I, yeah. Well, it's I the intimacy. It was, of the play, it was brilliantly it? staged. It was fantastically yes, it done. Fantastic it. And so I think maybe you just don't get that through through the cinema screen, Martin. No, I think it's one of the... Because I, I did see the Lehman Trilogy in the cinema as well, mm. and that worked brilliantly. This one, I think, less less well. Okay. Um, although, you know, it's good to see Sweet Caroline at the end, you know. Sort yeah. Of, you know, straight from the Sweet Caroline envelope. Yes. Um, but I can talk a wee bit more about Shea uh, Ontario next week. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant, um, as he's now known. So much. As Nelly Pledge known. calls him. I'll leave you with one of those. <laughs> one for the teenagers. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded this afternoon. Uh, we're back on Monday. Whole weekend of FA Cup football to reflect on in the company of Danny Kelly. We'll be around Europe as always. And I'm sure we'll still be chatting about Jurgen Klopp and all the fallout from it uh, on Monday. Do hope you can join us there, myself and Andy. Uh, until then, have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.